as you might hear I'm in my car and uh, today I'm actually going fishing yeah so um, obviously the last couple of times I've been uh, out riding my car for longer stretches I will aim at some open water and try to find some Danish sea trout we'll see what happens I'm uh, I've just left home I just uh, entered the highway and I have about like oh, I don't know depending on where I go I'm not quite sure yet but I probably have about 40 minutes of drive in front of me I'll spare you the um, I'll spare you uh, going along with me for all 40 minutes but uh, just say hello and welcome and uh, not much more than that for now so um, right along on the uh, global fly fisher Danish winter sea trout trip so today we're fishing which is really nice it's cold but it's not that cold it's um, the weather is decent uh, it's not windy it's cloudy it's quite a boring type of, uh, of weather actually uh, dull overcast uh, gray flat white and um, not really that exciting in the winter I definitely prefer sunny days but um, it's not always you can get sun in the winter sunny days will make me happy and when I'm happy the fish are happy that's at least theory so when I feel good <laughs> the fish feel good that's just a descent down this small small um, cliff here uh, as I said when I'm happy the fish are happy that's a, a very good theory when I feel good the fish are also supposed to feel good when the sun shines and brings a bit of warmth to a very cold day on the beach why shouldn't it be the same thing in the water the water is um, also very cold and uh, getting uh, a few rays of sun can maybe bring up the temperature just a few degrees maybe just one single degree which is actually uh, probably doubling what it is right now my guess is that the water is probably about one or two degrees centigrade which is as close to the freezing point as it can get without freezing so I'll just um, I'll just put down my my backpack here with my camera my coffee my Danish uh, and uh, give it a few casts before I have the first cup of coffee coffee is very important when you fish on a cold day like this so let me just put down that sack and get rid of this um, okay everything is in place here just before I enter the water I'm gonna make sure that the recording actually works so there will be a short break no commercials <coughs> as you know Global Fly Fisher is non-commercial so we don't do that stuff we do this for fun not for money so hang on a moment I'll see whether I got you on tape or not all right that sounded pretty good I think we're rolling here I'll just get a hold of all the wire and 
cable and stuff for the microphone, which is attached to my to my collar on my fleece jacket, and um, grab my rod and get into the water. I hope you can hear the the waves here. Um, it's quite a soothing sound. I always love being by the ocean and listening to the waves. You might also be able to hear me walking on the rocks because this is also quite a, a rocky place. It's uh, all piled up with uh, with rocks that have fallen down from the cliff behind me, and um, it creates a quite a, a, a rough beach, uh, difficult to walk on, and also quite difficult to wade in the water. I'll just probably you'll hear me telling the dog to stay a couple of times. He wants to go into the water, but today it's extremely cold. He's not going in with me. This dog talks Danish, of course. So, blive would mean stay. Blive. And in most cases he does what I tell him. Whoops, I'm in the water now, so this is quite shaky. But it's great to be here. Let's see if we can get out the fly. No problem there. As usual, I'm fishing a fairly light rod for saltwater fishing. That's what we do here in Denmark. And it's a six weight with a shooting head, a shooting line, and in this case a floating, um, floating shooting head. And uh, today I started out with a fairly large fly, shiny fly. This place is uh, very, um, usually see a lot of sand eels here. So I put on what is close to a sand eel imitation. It's actually not that much of an imitation. It's more like a shiny, soft, long fly. You can find it on the website. I'll put in a link for the uh, for the pattern it's called the uh, Moya Fokker and if you think that sounds something along the lines of a word that I'm not going to pronounce on this show because this is a decent show well you're quite right it was named from the um, from the kind of uh, mocking Danish translation of uh, of the uh, the said word I'm not going to say the word so never mind it might be kids listening but the Mojafaka is, uh, is a big fly on on the Danish coast, at least. It's a fairly long fly, maybe a, up to a couple of inches. It's uh, shiny. It's made from black and silver uh, flash straws, which have been tied in on a large streamer hook or medium large streamer hook sized 402 or something like that. And then has um, a couple of eyes attached to weight it down and to give it the... Um, the uh, imitation uh, of uh, of sand eel. This place is um, is known to attract a lot of sand eels. I don't know what the reason is. It's a small, kind of a small bay, soft bay, just a an indentation in the coastline, and uh, it's not even that deep. In the beginning, when we were fishing here, we thought it was quite deep because. Um, we weren't able to see the bottom really, and uh, it seemed like it uh, it held a lot of large fish and cod, and those um, types of fish are really uh, common in uh, in deeper parts. But uh, my girlfriend uh, Birgitta was actually snorkeling here 
uh, and could tell us that it wasn't that cold, no, sorry, that deep. Um, uh, it's actually not more than a couple of meters or, or three, which is about like six to nine feet deep when in the end of the casts. And uh, so it's not the depth that does it. And the depth could be caused by, by currents that might uh, bring in those um, those sand eels, but uh, it's probably not that which is the case. What uh, what happens here is not really obvious, but um, for some reason we sometimes get a lot of sand eels, um, big 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 schools, uh, and of course where there's bait fish, you will also find um, the predators, and the predators in this case is uh, <coughs> is the sea trout, and uh, in uh, this particular place actually also the cod which is very common and in the season uh, which is about the month of May you'll also find a lot of garfish here needlefish uh, the Danish kind or the Baltic kind which are very long elongated uh, uh, fish with uh, with a long bill and uh, those are obviously attracted by the uh, by the abundance of sand eels so that's the reason why I chose a sand eel pattern today to begin with, which I actually lost. This is one of the problems fishing on beaches with a very, very rocky coast. I have just been fishing for maybe a couple of minutes without a fly on. So it wasn't that big because I didn't notice. It's a fairly light fly, so I obviously just snapped it off. Okay, my dog is on the rock here in the background. He just jumped a few feet of water and uh, <coughs> came up on top of the, of, the, of the rock. So he's now sitting on the on the on the rock in the on the edge of the beach here. Let's see if I can grab a picture. You, you can uh, you can probably uh, get to see him. Um, he's. Um, He's usually not anxious to be uh, to be close to me, but uh, he likes to be able to control where I am. So um, there he is on the rock, and uh, it's quite cold now. The water is extremely cold, as I said. So um, he should not go in the water. He will get cold. His feet will get cold here. His fur on the belly will get wet, and it's not that warm. But I think he's okay. If you didn't want to go, you wouldn't go. So, okay, I'll change my my fly here while I'm talking. Anyway, um, probably that will give me the the option to change to something else. I'll probably put on one of these new ones that I actually posted on the website not long ago. Hang on now, I have got the fly in the mouth. If you might be able to hear. Well, I'm just... Alright. Okay, the fly's out of the mouth. So, while I tie this on. This is um, the fly that I that I just experimented with. It's called... Um, une, une création. The French for a creation. And it is just a creation. I was just fooling around and I've told the story on the website so you can actually read it there. It's been uh, posted like uh, a few weeks ago and uh, it's um, it's a 
little bright orange flashy fly which is in theory supposed to be very good for winter fishing now this is really one of the the creations so to say because um, it's never caught a fish not as far as I know of course people in the world somewhere else might have tied this fly and uh, and caught fish on it but I haven't personally caught anything on this so it's a true lab fly it's a it's a desktop creation as it is right now never saw any uh, any action other than uh, being thrown into the water and dragged back up again so orange and bright colors are also usually good in the winter this place is not in particular known to be a, a place for for shrimps and uh, and um, uh, and small uh, like gamorous uh, type of animals but um, but definitely uh, the orange color seems to have an effect on on winter fish as you might know from from steelhead fishing or winter fishing for other types of fish uh, sometimes in the cold water it helps to have a bit of provocation like purple or orange or really flashy flies and another thing that really helps you in the winter is fishing deep because when you fish deep you get down to where the, the fish are which is usually close to the bottom because uh, in most cases the water will be warmer down there than it is um, than it is on the surface so but right now it's more like the color than it is the imitational skills of this uh, of this little bugger because there is probably almost no life in the water I've just been walking around and looking down here and it is really devoid of life I've seen no shrimps no small bait fish no crest box or the saltwater um, type of, of box absolutely nothing no mycets which is a very common type of small um, crustacean animal so the chance of uh, a fish coming in here for uh, an abundance of uh, critters like that is very small and very slim usually uh, there might be small pockets with uh, warmer water where we can see small um, small uh, groups of, uh, of shrimps or something like that and the fish will of course come in to look for those but it's more likely that uh, on really cold days sea trout will stay out in the open stay close to the bottom find uh, bait fish which are roaming the cold water and um, and not get very close to the shore it's uh, you shouldn't go fishing in the winter because you want to catch a lot of fish there is no place where you will be able to find on purpose a lot of fish it's a chance you go you might be able to bump into a school of small or medium-sized fish you might be lucky and run into one big one or a couple of big ones might be lucky to run into brown fish fish that have been spawning usually big ones too but it's not like in the spring where you can find a place and you can fish and you can have almost if not all day action sometimes with a bit of luck 
you can have maybe three, four, five, even even ten fish, even though that is extremely rare. In the winter, it's a long shot. You might find the fish, but then again, you may not. But as always, it is definitely nice to be out. I'll just fish a bit here and leave you at it and uh, see what happens. I'll just leave on the microphone so you'll get all the sounds and all the stuff and should I be in luck and uh, catch something, well, you'll have the front row seat. You will be as close as you probably ever get to me, <laughs> sitting about three inches from my mouth, so in the form and shape of a small microphone. Welcome to the Danish coast. Okay, I snacked here. It's another thing with fishing deep is that you get the bottom sometimes. And in places like this, <laughs> getting the bottom is usually not a question of getting a bit of seaweed or anything like that. This is rocky bottom. You're stuck on a rock. So if you pull hard, chances are that you'll just lose your fly. Since I lost one already, I'm uh, probably going to make my way out there. It's not that deep. I'll just see what what I can bring and get closer to the fly. And in case I get above the fly, or at least closer to the fly, I might be able to roll cast and and uh, utilize the fact that um, another thing which is typical for snagging on rocks is that uh, you don't really snag well. It doesn't go into the rock. It just sits on the surface of the rock. And then, uh, whoops, deep, deep, deep. Um, just went into my almost the edge of my waders here, but I'm fine. This is a very bad place to 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 skinny dip. I can tell you, you wouldn't wanna you wanna want get wanna get water in your your waders here because this water is cold. No, what I was saying was that the fact that it's stuck on a rock might actually help you because uh, as opposed to st sticking your you're flying uh, in a piece of seaweed, the rock is hard and uh, the fly won't go into it that much. You might be able to hear me roll casting here violently and this is obviously one case where the rule doesn't apply. The fly is definitely very well stuck in that rock or whatever it is. This, these rocks do have seaweed on them, so there might be something there. I'm just going to pull because there's no chan chance I'm going to get out there. As you might hear from my breathing, it's a bit deep here. Well, that's it. And the fly's there. Great. Didn't lose the fly. So, the second thing about sticking your fly in rocks is as soon as you get it up, check the hook point. Because the rock will definitely flatten the hook point if it's um, if it's in there. In this case, I probably had a bit of seaweed because the hook point was fine. So, let's see if I can make my way in without doing too much weighted filling. This was uh, quite an adventure. I got you on there. And, well, at least it's a sign of fishing deep enough because as I think my good friend Hans from the Netherlands usually says, if you don't snag occasionally, you're not deep enough. If you don't hit the bushes on the opposite bank occasionally, you're not close enough. So you definitely have to 
let the fly sink and strip it slowly in in order to get down to the bottom even though the water might be only a, a couple of, uh, of meters deep so in some ways it's a good sign but then again it is quite annoying to have to go out there and get your fly out of a rock about 20-30 feet away from the shore in water which is almost as deep as your waders are high so that's the way it goes okay after this talk about snacks let's get some quiet and some fishing and after that a cup of coffee I'll be looking forward to that I'll just fish this stretch in front of me and uh, be quiet about it As I fish my um, my way along the beach here, I actually um, I actually move, and I move at a fairly um, fairly good pace uh, because um, I could, in theory, just stay in the same spot fish because um, the fish here will definitely move around and uh, and they won't hold in a in a single place like they might do in a stream. Uh, but like in a stream. It's always a good idea to search the water and um, and move along. So every time I've um, taken a cast, I take a couple of steps and um, and move. And usually, what we do here is move with the wind. So we cast the wind, the wind, the way the wind um, pushes uh, the line. In this case, I'm facing uh, I'm facing east with the northern wind. So I have a, a very good casting wind actually uh, from my left and uh, I can just fish my way along the beach casting out uh, not quite perpendicular to the beach but just um, just uh, fishing my way down uh, along this, uh, this um, stretch. And I see the sun coming out now, that's really nice. Beautiful mist, winter mist and uh, the low sun which is so typical for, for the Scandinavian area in the winter. And um, today it's been quite misty because of the, uh, because of the, the fact that it changes between freezing and, and melting. Uh, 
overnight it freezes and in the night and uh, then just the temperature just rises above the freezing point in the morning and that creates uh, a bit of mist and since it's very calm right now the mist won't disappear so that's why the sun has a difficult time getting getting through but actually it's uh, it's uh, gaining just a bit of foothold now it's disappeared again but uh, it might be um, a bit more sun later on so I'm moving along here as I said carefully putting down my feet since this is a very rocky beach it's uh, it's not like walking on a sand uh, sand bottom or anything like that it's actually uh, quite challenging and you have to be careful I'm uh, I'm wearing um, felt sold uh, waiter boots which works really well here it's um, the felt sticks to the uh, sticks to the rocks and even though some of them might be slippery because of uh, a thin layer of uh, different kinds of, uh, of seaweed I'm still very um, firmly attached to the bottom here and uh, actually able to walk without the, the great effort so pretty nice actually um, kind of fishing and uh, since I started I may have moved about oh, I don't know two three hundred meters about a thousand feet or something just uh, fishing my way along the bottom is the same much the same here I'm uh, getting closer to the uh, to the the inner part of this small bay that I mentioned and uh, I'm probably gonna get up and out of the water soon because another thing which is very typical for this winter fishing is that it's actually quite cold I'm not freezing or anything like that but I can definitely feel that the water is cold on the outside and uh, before I get too cold I'll walk on the beach which is a very good way of getting heat back into your feet and the blood's circling again um, and that way you can you can fish your way along I'll walk back for my stuff then and probably sit down and have a cup of coffee and uh, then enter the water where I stopped and uh, and continue along the um, along the same same beach a bit ahead of me the bottom changes and becomes just a bit more sandy and a bit more steep and that's a place where I have caught fish before so might be the same thing now and then uh, there's a long stretch of quite uniform beach with not rocks but stones of uh, like in between tennis ball and football size and um, which is also quite challenging to wait actually because uh, they roll they move the rocks you won't move they will just stay where they are but the the round rocks or the round stones will definitely uh, move when I um, when I walk on them and the other thing over there is that it's um, the bottom is is quite steep before it's it levels out to about probably one and a half meters or something like that and you actually want to stay on the shallow uh, and not walk into the deep water because uh, one thing that's been the case over there many times is that the fish are actually quite close to the shore because of this steep um, stone wall there so which again makes it a challenge to cast because behind you the stone wall continues and uh, is equally steep so uh, it's quite common to bang a fly into the um, into the, 
the stones behind you and and ruin it, bend it, nick the uh, the hook point, or even just um, lose the fly because the uh, the uh, knot gets beaten so severely that it just s stops working, so it loses its grip. Well, I'm probably gonna go in now. The dog is a bit anxious. He's circling behind me here, getting out on every single small rock in the water that he can get out on. I can see he's been in the water a couple of times, at least his belly is wet now, so it probably needs a bit of a pet, I can imagine. And uh, it might be nice to sit now when the sun comes out and have coffee. So I'll just wind in the, uh, the line here. Good thing is uh, when you when you have taken your final cast and want to uh, want to, to stop is to uh, do one of two, two things. Either you can just cast out as long as you can, stretch the line and then uh, wind it, which is what I just did. The other thing is what is often referred to here in Denmark as walking a fish. It's just casting out, leaving the fly out there and just start walking in. For some reason, that, that uh, smooth movement of the fly, that slow, deliberate movement of the fly that you get when you walk the, the line behind you, is sometimes what it takes to get a fish to bite. It's been done many, many times. And um, it's make, it makes you think, actually, why we do not more often retrieve the, sm the fly smoothly and evenly instead of in jerks like most of the coastal fishers here in Denmark will do. But, well, you can wonder, but for some reason people don't do it. But I have caught more than one fish just casting out, turning my back and walking back in. I do. I do. Yeah, the duck comes down to greet me. He's not that cold though. He's a very furry little animal. He has a big fur, so he'll be fine. Okay, back to coffee and a uh, piece of Danish pastry. That's going to be nice. This is nice. I'm um, I'm just sitting down now, which is actually very comfortable because I'm sitting on small pebbles, which are much like uh, one of those bean bags. It actually gets the shape of your of your behind when you sit on it, you can just kind of rub around a bit, and then you um, then you can create your own very anatomically correct seat. So the dog has done the same in front of me. He's also sitting down, very very behaved, because uh, I just pulled out the bag with the um, with the Danish, and he knows that with a bit of luck he might be able to get something to eat now, because I'm eating. Dogs are really really quick on learning that so just uh, pour myself a cup of coffee here and I'll 
for the benefit of the listeners, I'm going to see if I can do it quite close to the microphone. You might have been able to hear that. My thermos. An extremely important part of any fishing trip, be it winter or summer, is to bring something warm and at least something to drink. Of course, if it's very warm, you might want to... What has he seen now? Whoa, my dog saw a seagull. That's not going to be on his beach. So he just scooted away and chased off that big gull. For some reason, I don't know why dogs are so stupid. They're chasing birds. They know they'll fly off. What you might guess there is that I'm trying to get the dog to search for the bits of um, of bread that I've thrown on the uh, on the beach between the um, between the pebbles here. He can definitely smell something, but he's not really he's not really close. So I tell him and point in the direction that he needs to go. He found one there. He's very good at finding these little bits of food that you put on the uh, in between the stones. It's amazing how the nose works and how keen they are on uh, finding stuff. Now this is what I like. I'm sitting on the beach. It's the, it's a frosty winter's day. It's very cold actually. Probably just one degree above freezing. You can hear the waves probably. The sun has come out now. I have my Danish, I have my coffee. It's really, really difficult to find anything to complain about really difficult even not having seen or caught anything is not enough to make this a bad day it is indeed true what many people say that even the worst fishing day is way better than the best best day at work it's quite amazing it's really a, a blessing to be out here and um, if the sun keeps on shining like this i might even um, expectations with regards to fish and it actually seems to be clearing out now the clouds are parting and um, I'm squinting into the sun it's definitely quite sharp and it's very low here
Now this is definitely fantastic. I mean, an hour ago it was cloudy, foggy, cold, really just a plain winter day. A few seconds ago I saw a fly in the air, I mean an insect. This is February, this is midwinter and it's now so warm that I actually see insects. I mean it's not like it's a hatch because we don't have hatches in the ocean but it definitely is a sign of how great an influence that sunshine has on the, uh, on the way things behave here. The sky is clear now almost a few clouds and actually flies are flying into my face here um, quite amazing um, and what I hope is that the same thing happens in the water of course it takes a lot of more heat to get the water warmer than it does to get the air warm the air will warm up immediately the water is a lot more dense and will of course not just <laughs> just get warmer but the animals in the water that are struck by the rays of the Sun will definitely get warmer and feel warm like I do when I sit in the Sun and um, there's no doubt that just the least bit of Sun actually get things moving in the water so I'm now done with my with my coffee uh, and um, I'll now probably continue fishing and um, see whether this theory of mine about the sun is actually true or not. get into the water now while there's some sun Well, not much happening here. It's um, still very, very nice. The weather is perfect and everything is just as it should be. But uh, the only thing is that there's not much happening fishing-wise. But I might get a picture of myself here if I can. That is actually very difficult, more difficult than you should think. It's uh, almost unable to see myself in the screen because of the sun so you will probably if this picture ever gets anything real you'll see me squinting into the sun and okay and just in case you're wondering this is the microphone I'm pointing to it right now so let's see yeah might work it might work speaking of photography one of the things that we're going to cover on the Global Fly Fisher in the future, let me just talk 
just a bit about what we're doing right now in in the publishing um, uh, on the publishing scene. We're we're gonna publish quite a few great articles in the, the next month or so, and most of them are actually already done. But we're just spacing them out in order to keep you guys uh, hungry for more. And um, as you probably may have seen already, if you're one of the regular customers, we have a, an article coming up on uh, creating your own tying station. And actually, there that's two articles, because uh, one of them is my own small TV tying station, which I made in order to be able to sit by the TV and tie flies. And the other one is made by Jan Ole Willers, who's uh, a German guy uh, from Hamburg, who actually uh, did a very good job on creating a, a very professionally looking uh, tying uh, station and tying bench-like thing that you can put on your dining table and, uh, and uh, easily stow away if you, if you need the table for something else. Whoops. And, um, well, sorry I got interrupted there. Somebody was yelling uh, to their dog on the, on the beach behind me here, so I just needed to take care of things. Um, now, the um, tying station articles are probably uh, some of the first ones that we're going to publish here in the coming time. And I, on top of that, just lost my fly. So let me, let me just roll in my line here while I'm continuing this somewhat confused talk about the articles that we're gonna gonna publish on uh, on the site Jan Ole's uh, tying station article as well as my own contains uh, quite a few um, drawings and instructions which will enable you to um, make your own um, make your own tying bench let me just get the dog under control here he's seen the the dogs on the on the on the cliff here he was Come here, come sir. Yeah, come sir. Come here. Yeah, come sir. Yeah, come sir. Oh, du er dygtig. Ja, du er dygtig. Ja, du er dygtig. Sæt dig. Sæt dig. Ja, du er dygtig. Ja, du er dygtig. Well, he's not going to do anything. Because these guys are way up on the cliff. But uh, all that barking and yelping and stuff is not really something that I want him to do. It's great that he just indicates that somebody's coming, but he's not going to run along the beach and tail right... Uh, come here! Uh, tail right in the in the air and uh, and growling at people. We don't want that. We want him to be nice to people, but we also want him to be a very good dog and take care of, uh, of our stuff while we're fishing. Okay, that was quite a uh, an off-track thing that happened there. Well, the price of not being in a studio but being on the beach is that you get disturbed sometimes. Let me get back to the... Um, ah, 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 come here, Edu. Ah! He's uh, running up the cliff now. It's quite amazing. This thing is probably like steep, like, I don't know, 60, 70 degrees or something. And he just runs up it. Wow. Well, I wish I could do that, but I can't. Well, back to the publishing schedule. We have a lot of stuff coming up. 
as I said, we space out the articles like four to five days in between each. And um, and the first ones will be the um, the tying bench articles. And after that, we have uh, quite a few fly tying articles. This is the um, this is the uh, off season uh, thing, fly tying patterns, what have you. Casper, one of the very regular contributors to the website, has his uh, surf candy article on uh, Bob Popovich. Very efficient uh, bait fish imitation of the surf candy epoxy fly. Bob Petty has uh, uh, the um, an article on painting eyes on streamers. A very good article, very instructive one. Uh, Schweitzer himself will has promised to create an article on the um, taboo emerger. The taboo emerger has been mentioned widely. It's one of his patterns made from uh, chickaboo feathers and I've seen pictures that's a killer pattern and he's uh, actually caught quite a few nice fish on that one. He's, uh, he's promised to get that ready within a couple of weeks or so so that will be on the on the list too. And there's quite a f- few odds and ends. Uh, other other articles in the in the pipeline waiting for um, for uh, publishing and uh, the thing that got my talk on on this going was photography I'm uh, I've actually started a small series of, uh, of um, tips for the uh, angling photographer or the photographing angler you decide um, things you can do to get better pictures um, of uh, fishing situations and that's going to probably just pop up now and then as a small tip and uh, in uh, the end create a, a, a long series of, um, of uh, little articles that can be read uh, by themselves or can be read as a whole uh, which will hopefully make you a better fishing photographer. Um, as you might know from the site we uh, we do put quite a lot of emphasis on uh, good photography and we love to bring a lot of pictures and uh, even uh, even on a day like this where not much is happening I will usually shoot off like maybe 30 50 pictures or something like that and uh, many of them will find their way to the uh, to the website so um, for your benefit and joy and uh, we would love to see your pictures you have seen the um, you have seen the global fly fisher picture gallery probably uh, globalflyfisher.com slash pixpix and uh, in that gallery uh, users have already posted uh, about 450 I think it is pictures of, uh, of their own uh, uh, fishing and uh, we really urge you to go in there and post your pictures because we love to see pictures uh, great fly fishing pictures and great pictures from around the world you'll be able to go to South America, New Zealand, Australia, Norway, Sweden, Germany, lots of places, Netherlands, the US of course, uh, by going into that gallery and just checking out the pictures that people um, uploaded there. It's quite easy, you can upload your pictures and you can create your own fly fishing gallery as easy as. So um, please use our service and uh, we provide the service space and uh, the bandwidth and you can just uh, put your pictures in there, the more the better. So, short uh, route there about the global fly fisher and the, the publishing there. So, uh, 
will probably uh, return to fishing. I lost my flight just a minute ago to the uh, to the rocks in the back cast again. That's the second fly I, I put in the rocks. So uh, I'll just tie on uh, a new tippet and uh, put on a new fly and uh, continue fishing because actually the weather is just getting better and better. And I am really hoping that I can get a fish while you're listening. So let's see. I just rolled up my line here and uh, getting out of the water. I've been fishing for like the last half hour or something, just casting on end, and uh, nothing happened. So uh, even though the conditions still are very perfect and everything looks extremely good, there's um, nothing happening out there. No fish. No critters, no nothing. Just birds on the distance and uh, fishing boats. The, oc the occasional jet flying over. I think I'll just lie down in the sun and rest a bit. See if I can find my dog. Okay. I'm probably gonna wind down for th today. I may fish on a bit, and I'll be sure to leave the uh, the recorder on if I do. But uh, for now, I think that's gonna be it. I'm uh, the sun is setting. It's not that close to the horizon, but it's definitely going down. Would surprise me if it didn't. But uh, then again, and. Uh, I've been casting quite a lot today, and even though we might see some action later on, I think uh, I don't think it's very likely that I will run into fishing beyond imagination. So uh, for now, it's uh, goodbye, and um, it's been a pleasure once again having you. As a listener to the uh, Global Fly Fisher podcasting, this is uh, Martin Jorgensen saying goodbye and thank you from the beautiful sunny Danish winter coast.